When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Micro, a podcast for short but powerful writing. I'm your host, Drew Hawkins. Calculus test, confetti, and buckshot. In this episode, tradition is upheld and subverted in a blend of poetry and microfiction, exploring rituals, expectations, and love. In this first piece, Small acts of care, unnoticed by the rest of the world, and the value of careful work, are rendered beautifully following the life of one person. It's called The Caretaker's Confession. It was written by L.P. Melling and published by Milk Candy Review on March 18, 2021. Enjoy! The caretaker of St. Mary's Church likes sweeping up the confetti most. He collects the colourful piles and imagines the travels of the missing pieces, how they end up around the world and nestle under lapels and in shallow pockets for years until they are brought back to life at another wedding. He also likes to stand in front of the stained glass, closing his eyes, trying to guess what colour his face is bathed in, testing if it feels different in sea blue or pasta green of heaven white gold. When no one is looking, he scoops out a Princess Diana cupful of holy water from the baptismal font, and he pours a thumbful over the soil of the lichy-marked graves that are too old to have visitors. He hopes someone will do the same for him one day, knowing his time as caretaker is nearly over. The caretaker sits in the church's quiet that is like no other. In the musky partition box, he confesses to the silence the things he probably shouldn't do with confetti, holy water and stained glass. And as the last of it tumbles from his lips, he feels at peace. When he leaves the church for the final time as its caretaker, he thanks it for taking care of him all those days, and he hopes he gave as much as he took from doing his work. He returns each year to pay his respects, and visits for the last time a decade later in a modest pine casket. And when the funeral has finished, when the church and its grounds return to the peaceful choir he always loved, the breeze catches a piece of confetti and sweeps it past his reef-marked grave to a part of the cemetery only a caretaker visits. L.P. Melling writes from the east of England in the UK with work appearing in such places as Type House, The Molotov Cocktail, and Frozen Wavelets. You can find him on Twitter at L underscore LP Melling, or on his website at lpmelling.wordpress.com. Up next, this microfiction showcases the power of voice 
beginning with a dream and ending somewhere adjacent. It's called Rotting Mangoes. It was written by Heyman Natraju and published by Wigleaf in March 2021. Enjoy! Rotting Mangoes I dream that my sister is dead. Her body is on a wooden pallet, covered in the white and pink bedspread she and I sleep on. She should have been studying for her calculus test instead of dying. Now she won't get into engineering, and Baba will have a heart attack. Maybe he'll die too. They've put cotton plugs in her nostrils. Ma explains in her cool teacher voice that they're to keep the corpse, her words, from bloating. There's a red sticker bindi, the round, velvety kind, on my sister's forehead. She hates those. I try to peel it off with my thumbnail, but the pallbearers lift her up. I did say I hate you, and I wish you were dead the last time we fought. But I didn't want her to really die. I was hoping, once I got my period, she would finally stop treating me like a baby and be my friend. Now I'll never know. She's gone. The lump in my throat tastes like overripe mangoes, the ones that are on the precipice of rotting. Wait, I shout, running barefoot after the funeral procession. Don't take her away, she doesn't like that bindi. I scream and wake up. She's right beside me on the bed, with her calculus book open. I scare her with my sudden tight hug. Don't leave me, Akka, I sob. What? Okay, I won't, stupid, now let go, she says, peeling me off her. Her lips are pinker than usual, slightly swollen, and she smells strange. Mama's perfume mixed with wet grass and something else. The jacaranda tree outside our open window is swaying wildly. One of its leaves is stuck in her hair. A motorbike revs and rooms off below. My sister pulls me back from the window, but I manage to get a look. It's Robbie, that loser, Ma's words, who wears a tie-dye bandana on his head and a dangling skull earring in his left ear. He hangs out at the arcade, even though he's like, 25 or 30 or 100 years old? My sister and I stare at each other without a word. I taste overripe mangoes again. Heyman Atraju is a Singapore-based writer and mom of two. Her work has appeared in print anthologies and online literary magazines, including Wigleaf, Atlas and Alice, Nurture Literary, Sunlight Press, Bath Flash Fiction, and Best Microfiction. She tweets about writing and parenting adventures as M underscore Ixtbag. Our final piece is a sonnet, blending the contemporary and traditional. 
inheritance, and interpretation. It's called American Cavewall Sonnet. It was written by C.T. Salazar and published by The Rumpus as part of a four-poem series. If you have time, check out the others. Enjoy. American Cave Wall Sonnet St. Peter's dried colon Stuffed with honeysuckle to mask the scent The dove's direct descendant Perched in an arc-shaped cage But the relics of our fathers Were never so gentle Boar tusk and ripped shirt Buckshot breath rising from the wound I thought the fog looked like wedding dresses Falling over the grass Called them my sisters and followed in the dark, I was called beautiful, but I wasn't. Each step down the staircase broke a promise. The lilies in my hand meant it was June. My mother's rug still rolled up. The room smelled like paint, but we couldn't see. We held our hands in front of us like this. C.T. Salazar is a Latinx poet and librarian from Mississippi. You can find him on Twitter at C.T. Salazar underscore, on Instagram at Dog's Paws Our Best Paws, or on his website at ctsalazarpoet.wordpress.com. Micro is edited and curated by Dylan Evers and produced and hosted by me, Drew Hawkins. Our theme song is by Matt Ordez. You can find all the information about this episode's writers, their featured work, the publications where they were published, and a transcription of this episode in the show notes. Subscribe to the show on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and check out some of our other episodes. We're also now on YouTube, so if you need subtitles, check us out there. And of course, you can always find our shows at micropodcast.org, and you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Podcast Micro. Thanks for listening. <laughs>